Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Solaray, a brand of supplements I use myself. Solaray has a new line of women's supplement called Her Life Stages, and it includes a powerful solution for postmenopause. Her Life Stages Postmenopause is a doctor-formulated supplement to help you with lingering hot flashes, night sweats, mood, sleep, weight loss, and cognitive health. Visit solaray.com and use code ESTER20 to save 20% on this and any stages formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What you're about to hear is an unscripted one-time couples counseling session. It contains mature themes and listener discretion is advised. For the purposes of maintaining confidentiality, names and some identifiable characteristics have been removed. But their voices and their stories are real. We met each other in college in Opera Scenes Workshop, actually. Our director kept putting us in scenes together, and by the end of the, the term, we finally figured out that, oh, that romantic thing that you were doing, well, that was actually real. That wasn't uh, just acting. Desire and attraction, that has never been there for us. And we were part of what was called the evangelical purity culture movement of the late 90s. We have changed our views since then. We're both spiritual sort of people. I guess I tend more toward the atheistic side now. But it was really important to us to remain pure until marriage. My husband and I didn't kiss until we got engaged. And the night that I got engaged, I kissed him. And even though my heart and my head knew I was totally in love with this man, my body was screaming, no, this is not right. We're two survivors of childhood sexual abuse who managed to find one another, get married, and then find out that we were sexually mismatched. But not only that, we were sort of, you know, each of us within our own cauldron of sexual confusion and uh, dysfunction. Anytime I try to have sex with him, it, I feel like I'm forcing myself. It feels incestuous. Two years ago, my adult sexuality came bursting out. I ended up realizing that I really loved sex. I just did not love sex with my husband. She would like sex to be much more energetic. I'd like it to come out of uh, a place where I feel safe. I'm not willing to walk away from my marriage. But what I need to know is, can we learn to be attracted to one another? So when I listen to this couple, 
I am imagining that sex for these two people at this point has become a subject that is so fraught, that is mired in pain, in trauma, and that is very serious. And that from that place, not much change can come. So I'm thinking, how do I guide them to at least one experience where sexuality for them can be experienced with lightness, with fun, with joy? People come in with a story. At the end of the first session, I want them to leave with a different story because a different story is what breeds hope, is what gives them the sense of possibility. And this is Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. You need a new perspective, yeah? So otherwise, it's going to be one more interesting chat, but with no movement. And then you start to feel more hopeless each time. So I want a tiny bit more info, just so I have a sense of what you've done, because I understand I'm not the first person you're speaking with. But I also had this idea that maybe you would do the entire session. as two options. One is you change names. And I thought since you, you sing, right? Yeah. You could uh, speak with different accents, but you need to become different people okay. in play. Or I blindfold you, or I ask you to close your eyes, basically. And you do the entire session without looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do we? <laughs> you can say no to all the above, of course. I will change names, but I would also kind of curious to blindfold because I... I'm so, I, I people please a lot by getting people's facial reactions. So I'm like looking at you for every single reaction, trying to judge it all. And if I was blindfolded, maybe I would be able to hear things in a different way. That's exactly the way I thought of it. I thought, how do I change your perspective? And if it gets uncomfortable or inane, we take, we stop. Just the first thing I think about when I see stuckness is where do I introduce something completely new? Since she always sees him in a certain way, and she sees him as this man that is like this and that is that, I thought, what if I close her eyes? She'll see something else. Well, may she be, and in fact, she'll have to listen more. She'll have to sense more. She'll have to experience touch more. So that was really that. How do I change the perception? Oh, it'd be so interesting. What would happen if I closed her eyes for an entire session? So she had the scarf on her until almost till the end. Close your eyes. Put that thing on. I'll help you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I can certainly do the first option. The changing names? Yeah, because I have a character. This actually happened spontaneously. Yeah. There's one that he just started speaking to me in French, and yeah. we call this character Jean-Claude, and it's everything that I wanted from a partner. He's very arrogant and sexy, and we've been playing with this for a couple of months now, and it's really helped a lot, to, but it's to the point where I'm just like, can Jean-Claude come home? Can, can Scott stay outside? And I think you've gotten a little, is it fair to say you're a little jealous of Jean-Claude? Um, I, don't, I don't often bring him out spontaneously or without an invitation, because it's not the person that I inhabit, but it's a person that I would like to inhabit more, and in my individual therapy, my therapist tries to encourage me to inhabit that character more, but that character has no sexual hang-ups. That character has no, no none of the problems that that I face. None that of, is fantastic. 
But half of the problem with it is that she doesn't understand anything that I'm saying, which On means. <sighs> As they say, who cares? I know, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> she doesn't have to understand. She energetically gets you. It is actually wonderful. D'accord. <laughs> and I will do the translation. Thank you. But in a way, she doesn't need the words because she's going to sense you differently. She's going to see you differently. By not understanding you, she will actually see you differently. She has already. She will feel you differently. And all of that is equivalent to communication. So, <sighs> bonjour right. Jean-Claude. <laughs> <laughs> bonjour Esther. <laughs> it's like the French lesson, you know. <laughs> Il est un peu nerveux. <laughs> bien sûr, bien sûr. Um, le plus important, the most important thing, is that Jean-Claude is as real to you. As Scott. But Jean-Claude, one cooks, one makes love. One speaks one way, one speaks the other way. One holds himself in a certain tightness, the other one, as you say, has no hang-ups. And he lives inside of you. And if you can play him, then you are him. Mm. And you get to experience him. And you bifurcate the entire stuckness. Do you have another name too? Oh, sometimes he calls me Jacqueline when, when we're in the French. Super! <laughs> <laughs> when he is different, he calls you by a different name, too. That's it. We're done. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> and then I feel that people have given me the permission. They trust me. They trust me and they say, take us out of this mess. Help us. And I feel that that permission emboldens me. It allows me to then say, we're going to play together. And if at any point it stops feeling like it's play, we stop. And you know, right now, I want to reach out and grab Scott's hand because I'm afraid, because I can't see. And I'm afraid of what Jean-Claude's going to be. And I want safe, familial Scott to hold my hand during this right now. <laughs> and this is our problem. Too much cozy and not enough, <laughs> not enough difference. You're welcome to go reach out for his hand, but you may find the hand of Jean-Claude. They're not so separate. One dangerous, one safe. Maybe Jean-Claude is safe too. You've got it completely divided. Totally. So, try it. You know, when you are touching a Jean-Claude, it's a different grip. Scott usually has this lethargic limp, kind of no, no support. But with Jean-Claude, I feel you gripping my hand differently. I feel like my hand can relax in yours. It's very different from the way you normally hold my hand. You're so très fort. And as soon as I hear your accent, I get all giddy and I shiver a little bit. He feels powerful and strong. I love that. That's what I've always wanted for you. I've always wanted to be the one where you could be the one in charge and I didn't have to be. C'est un peu difficile pour Scott de uh, to relinquish. De lâcher prise. De lâcher prise de uh, <coughs> pouvoir. Scott struggles to let go. Okay. Et Jean-Claude? Il est sûr de soi-même. Mm -hmm. He's confident, Jean-Claude. 
Jean-Claude sait toujours <rire> ce qu'il veut, mm -hmm. ce qu'il va faire. Mm -hmm. Jean-Claude always knows what he wants and what he's going to do. Oh. And that is so not Scott. <laughs> that is so different than... Oui. Il est fermé à clé dans une cage, dans le... The basement. Dans la cave. Dans la cave. Yep. Oui, so fermé à clé dans la cave. He has been locked up in a basement with a key. And explain to me who had the key, who locked him up, or why did he lock himself up? Ma mère. My mother. Ma mère et mon père. And my father. Now you're talking as Scott, so you can right. say it in English. My mom shut down my sexuality when I was just coming into it. And made it clear that I was not to be like my father, who enjoyed sex. I was not to be like other men who uh, I think must have demanded sex of her. I was to be the good boy. I was to be the perfect husband. And she made me into something of a surrogate husband, oversharing. And I, in response to that, shamed myself whenever I felt sexual. And tried to to be only intellectual. In fact, I shut down all of my emotions. So you became part of the purity movement? Yes. The church, it gave you... The church gave me a place of safety where other people were supporting me in not being sexually active, where it was sacred to be non-sexual before marriage. I mean, I became part of the religion mainly because it was a source of uh, source of friends. It was a source of uh, people who were like-minded, who wanted to be good, and who sanctified goodness above all else. So here's one thing I want to challenge. Okay. Scott good, Jean-Claude bad. <laughs> because that's more of the same. It is. I want you to imagine good and sexual. Because if you're going to use this very interesting line of sex is bad and dirty, but save it for the one you love, hmm? how do you make Jean-Claude sexual, adult, responsible, and good? Scott veut être un bon garçon. Scott wants to be a good boy. Et Jean-Claude est un garçon méchant. And Jean-Claude is a bad boy. Well, that's good because I like bad boys. <laughs> Scott n'aime pas les garçons méchants. Les garçons méchants. Scott doesn't like bad boys. And Jacqueline loves the bad boys. And a part of why sometimes a woman likes the bad boy is not because she likes to be very, very clear. It's not because she likes the man to be a predator. But it's because the bad boy, as you described, knows to take care of himself perfectly well. Thank you. And so he frees her from having to feel responsible for him. 
for having to worry about him, from having to experience his anxiety. And so since he can let go and is in his pleasure, it frees her up to be in her pleasure. Yes. You want to put this in your own words, Madame Jacqueline? So often I feel like I'm editing myself around you sexually. I feel like if I breathe wrong, if I move wrong, if I'm too playful, if I'm too strong, that I will turn Scott off because that is what has happened. And I feel like when you are Jean-Claude, when you are connected to your passion and your badness, I feel like I am free to bring all of who I am. Jean-Claude vous dirait que tu me quoi? Jean-Claude wants you to trust him. Jean-Claude wants you to know that he is holding your hand. Can you handle all of me? Jean-Claude peut tenir tout Jean-Claude can hold you. Jean-Claude can withstand the force of your desire. Jean-Claude doesn't feel threatened by it. You don't have to worry with Jean-Claude that you've held back for so many years. He's got you. I would love to believe that that is true. But wait, I need to check if that fits him. Je pense que oui. Oui? Oui, je pense que oui. <laughs> C'est un petit parti de tout de mon être. Mm -hmm. It's a small part, or it's a part of who I am, and yes, it fits. But the fear that I'm too much is not about him. Hmm. That's an old script from childhood yes. because I was too much for my entire family. Right. So Always. your fear that you are too much and therefore you have to hold back, which you have now transferred onto he can't handle me and then made it his issue because he's too fragile and I have to protect him and therefore I have to mother him and I have to hold back. You're putting on him a fear that is yours. And the fantasy is if I felt and if I was with somebody hugely powerful, then I won't be too much. It's like the bigger they are, the more they can take me on versus maybe not too much. You have no idea on some level. Hmm. So tell me about the I was too much at home. As a child, mm. oh, I I was the black sheep of the family. I was too loud. I was too outspoken, and any time I did voice my opinions, I was verbally and emotionally abused um, to the point where I was just terrified to feel what I feel, to express what I feel, because it would just come with such a big smackdown. And it's been great being with Scott because he's been the first person who has made it safe for me to talk about these truths with the exception of sexuality. In sexuality, I feel like I have tried to bring more of my wild side to you. And and Scott... To him. Hmm? Sorry? Scott isn't here right now. Oh, sorry. Jean-Claude. <laughs> I love You've that you can... You've brought your wild side to Scott and things didn't go well. But no. right now in this room, you're talking with Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Working with role play in therapy has a long tradition that comes from psychodrama that was started by Moreno. We have a tendency to get stuck in our role, in our own view of things, in, in the way I see us. 
A couple that has been together for a long time can often recite the other person's lines by heart. By now, they know exactly what the other one's going to say. And so you, you, you use role play to increase empathy. You use role play to step outside of the narrowness of one's own perspective. You use role play to give people the option to actually tell the other person what they would like to hear from them. Jean-Claude, I so want to open myself up to you. I want to bring everything of who I am to you and have you meet it with your energy. But can you, can your spirit dance with mine? Can you not care if you look silly when you dance? Will you just dance with me anyway? <laughs> can you not care how droopy we get as we get older? Can you still look at me with lust for the spirit that's inside of me? Can you not shame me for the fact that I have wild fantasies and, and want to act them all out and that I'm not even remotely conservative like my family would like me to be? Can you not shame me for that? Can you, can you say these are the things I love about you as opposed to the things that these are the things I want to punish you for? Thank you. Monsieur. Madame. Je, veux, je voudrais faire tout ça avec toi, comme tu es. I want to do all of this with you, the way you are. Are you sure? Comme Jean-Claude, oui. <laughs> comme Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Oui. Ce que Jacqueline a besoin d'entendre, what Jacqueline, I think, needs to hear from you is that it is okay for her to bring out the full spectrum of her sexuality and that it won't be shamed or vilified or used or abused as it was. There is no greater vengeance than to be the most happy one can be. There is no greater vengeance against sexual abuse than to reclaim one's full sexuality and celebrate it. And this woman would like to celebrate with you. But when you have created together the family that you both didn't have, it feels like you can't bring that lustfulness home. So how do you bring lust home and how do you put the ex back in sex? Jean-Claude brings the ex. And Jacqueline brings the ex. So imagine Jacqueline reaching out to this Frenchman of yours. Il est grand, il est beau. <laughs> he's tall, he's gorgeous. He knows what he wants. He's quite confident. He knows what he wants and what he wants is you. When he strokes your hand, he's not making sure if he's doing it right. He's doing what he enjoys, as he's doing right now. So breathe this in, Jacqueline. That's very different from the, the way Scott touches me. There's nothing tentative about Jean-Claude's touch. Jean-Claude touches with tenderness, but intention. There's a certain pressure without force. There's no clumsiness. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's what I've always wanted. 
Merci. C'est différent parce que tu, je, me, je te touche pour mon plaisir. Super. It's different because when I touch you as Jean-Claude, I touch you for my pleasure. Hmm. And yet I feel more pleasure because of it. I think yes. It's so different. You are listening to Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. We'll be back in a minute. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Solaray. If you've been listening recently, you've heard me talk about a new line of women's supplement from Solaray, a brand I use myself. And what I like about Solaray is that their products are backed by science and they're made without any hormones or soy, so I know what I'm putting in my body. Their new line is called Her Life Stages, and among other things, it includes a powerful solution for postmenopause. Once we've hit menopause, we begin to experience different, unique health concerns. Hot flashes and night sweats can linger, your mood and sleep habits change, and your weight and cognitive health can be affected. Her Life Stages Postmenopause is a doctor-formulated solution that provides support for all of this. This formula includes clinically-backed ingredients that have been specifically studied for the postmenopause phase, ingredients like resveratrol and saffron. Visit solaray.com and use code ESTHER20 to save 20% on this and any other stages formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Quince. Having a cluttered wardrobe can feel like a burden, especially if it's full of stuff that you don't even wear anymore. Wouldn't it be great to have a few well-made, timeless pieces? Quince is a brand that offers a wide variety of luxury essentials for your wardrobe at reasonable prices, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and 14-karat gold jewelry, priced 50% to 80% less than similar brands. I've tried a few Quince items myself. They're soft and easy-to-wear Australian shearling slippers and Mongolian cashmere sweater have kept me warm all winter, and I can't wait to try some of their linen dresses for spring and summer. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Perel for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Perel to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Queens.com slash Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Shopify. Not all businesses are the same, and businesses need different things at different stages. Shopify is the global commerce platform flexible enough to help your business sell at every stage of growth. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify can help you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, Shopify offers the flexibility to support your operations no matter where you're selling. Right now, it's easier to stress less and sell more with Shopify Magic, an AI-powered helper created to give you a little boost. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., along with millions of other businesses across 175 different countries. Try it for yourself and see why companies like Allbirds and Brooklinen have used the platform to power their growth. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ester. Go to shopify.com slash ester now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ester. Now, back to Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. What they don't know is how to make the transition from not hurting to enjoying. That's the work. And a lot of the work on sexual trauma is often very good at healing the break and at putting on the cast and even at removing the cast, but it doesn't do the re-education afterwards. The re-education afterwards is the joy, the openness, the play, the freedom, the pleasure. Tu te touches comme je veux être touché. I touch toi. you as I want to be touched by you. Oh. I touch you without the fear of being selfish. Oh. Oui? Oui, oui c'est ça. Et, et sans la peur de, de, de criticism. And I touch you without the fear of being criticized. I touch you as I enjoy to touch you, meaning I stay inside myself and I connect with you. Mm. <laughs> he just rolled his eyes as saying, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 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 There's a naughty guy in there. <laughs> Way more mischief than the world has ever met. Oh, bien sûr. Ah! Bien sûr. I saw the way you stroked her as Jean-Claude. It's all inside of you. You are not incompatible, mismatched in everything you wrote on the paper. I don't know where you got that story, but it's, it's not. You don't know what stuff goes into this guy's head, but it may not be nearly that different from yours. And now all my stuff is coming up because while I desire closeness, there's another part of me that's like, get the hell away from me. Like there's, there's, there's protective walls that are like, okay, this was nice, too much closeness, and you go over there. She has that moment of crosswire between come, come on to me, take me, be strong. But then the moment he actually does this because of who he is and the transference she has, it then switches into I'm subjugated and I just have to take it. And now we're in the trauma mode. And so he becomes the man she wants him to be and he has the power she wants him to have, but then it becomes he's having power over her. So at any second, the story can jinx with the overlays of their respective childhood stories. Every second, it is a miracle these people manage to have sex on occasion. I hate needing you because I just want to feel independent. I don't want to need anyone. I feel like I have to apologize for everything that I am, that I am never enough. I'm never beautiful enough. I'm never thin enough. I'm never talented enough. I don't say the right things. I'm too sexual. I'm too opinionated. I hurt you all the time. Then stop speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that was Scott. <laughs> that was not a Jean Claude kiss. <laughs> all right, let's do it again. D'accord. En français, ce sera plus simple. Et ne parle plus. Simplement être toi. 
what I mean. Don't speak and just allow yourself to be you. I felt like I was kissing a different person. That's a different kiss than what I normally get. I liked it. Shut the fuck up. Hello. Tu te sens bien? Meilleur? You feel okay? But why is this different? I have been begging you for this for years. You can't do that. Can't do what? You know, it's like, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. I'm dying for you to kiss me. And when he finally kisses you, you say, what took you so long to kiss me? <laughs> yep. And this is, this is the place where you need to challenge and just say, you're not invited here in this moment. Mm -hmm. And yet Jacqueline wants to be an adult. Jacqueline wants to find her sexuality and express it. And there's this war. Then I also understood that the struggle is actually, at that moment, the struggle is more with her. It goes back and forth. They're, they're, you know, one minute one of them manages, but then the other one, and she was extremely honest and saying, I'm not there, I am, I'm in this war, I'm in this battle inside my head. I want, I don't want, can I trust? Is this the first time you own this, besides instead of all putting it on him? No, no, I've noticed this for the past, what, year or so? Mm. I feel like I've, I've owned this. Good. But I think that it's, I, I'm realizing now that I can bring Jacqueline outside to other people, but to Jean-Claude, to Scott, no. There's, there's these huge walls of fear. Right. But if you can bring that part of you to other men, that's not because he doesn't have it. It's because you can't do it with him. Are we clear on that? Mm. <laughs> Jean-Claude has only recently come into the picture. That is true. And the, the, the other things I've experienced for the majority of her relationship has been different. Mm -hmm. It has been where I have exposed myself and more my true self, and it was met with condemnation and shame and anger okay. and shut down. So I have, I, have, I have very good reasons for why I feel the way I do. It's not all my fault, not good. at all. Thank you. Thank you. He's nodding his head, so he's in agreement with you. Do you need Scott to acknowledge something? Do you need Scott to make amends? Yeah. That was said without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so... Have you ever? I guess not to the extent that okay. she needs. I think I've acknowledged that I have my own problems. No. Be actually much more specific. When I said or did this... And when I tell you sometimes when we're making love or trying to that you're too much or that I can't handle what you're asking me for, you must feel so unseen and so un, unwanted. And I'm sorry for that. Thank you. I've not felt safe or welcome to bring my false self to you. Well, Scott's a pretty emasculated person. What happens to him? What happens? 
when she makes even a simple request. He feels obligated to fulfill it to the detriment of his own pleasure. He doesn't take care of himself. And then, and then he loses interest in sex because he's not taking care of his own needs. So fulfilling the needs of a strong woman has been a big Strong theme. or needy? Is there a difference? Oh! <laughs> my mother! Yeah, my mother was both strong and needy. That's true. So for me, there has not been a difference. Um, so when I see strength, I also impute need or neediness. You with somebody else at those moments. Sure. Yeah. No, there's definitely a different version of her inside of my head at those moments. Right. You're her father and she's your mother. Uh -huh. Yeah. Who wants to have sex in the family? Exactly. Right. It feels incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> I've always complained about that. I sometimes want to hit you because I just can't stand what I feel. It feels... Icky. Icky. Yes, it feels that is icky. The ick. And it doesn't feel icky to me. The closeness and the cuddling and the, the things that to her feel like family, to me, that's where my sexuality begins. It comes out of a feeling of closeness and intimacy and then, oh, now let's be sexual. And then we're cuddling on the couch and you try to make it sexual. And I'm like, oh, don't do this. Don't do it. Don't, don't make it. Don't, I just, I get so resentful that you've taken this moment that felt safe and, and nurturing and turned it sexual. Whereas I want to be sexual from a place of anger and, and mystery and separateness. You want sex with Jean-Claude? Yes. Right. Yes. Who, ride, who, who rides a motorcycle and uh, you know has a lot of different women and, and a few men and is very um, independent and is not tied down to anyone and simply uses people for his pleasure. I'm going to challenge that. That's a caricature of Jean-Claude. Okay. And I, that's why I want you to think good and sexual. When you hold her hand before, when you hold her face before, it is utterly caring, but also very present and also very pleasure-focused. Unless I'm Je préfère être Jean-Claude. Je préfère. Mais Jean-Claude peut donner aussi. Peut, oh. Jean-Claude aussi peut donner. Oui, oui, c'est. Are you flirting with her? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Seulement avec toi. Only with you. And all I feel bubbling up are all these excuses of why I can't be Jacqueline and why it's wrong and why you can't let that out. Okay. Is there music Jacqueline likes? Mm, she loves French music, Edith Piaf. <laughs> Any particular song? Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Does she sing it? I don't sing it in French, no, I don't know it. And as they told me that it was a song by Piaf and it was Non, je ne regrette rien, I knew the song, for one. And so I had my moment of recognition. And then I did something that I never do. I sang. <laughs> non, je ne regrette rien. Ni le mal. 
qu'on m'a fait, ni le bien, tout cela m'est bien égal. It's actually very apt for what you've experienced. Do you know what she's saying? No regret, right? I regret not the bad, the evil that was done to me, oh. the pain that was caused to me. That's why I'm singing it for you. So here's going to be a challenge. When she gets upset, which is totally normal, you will learn to comfort each other as adults and not as one child and one adult. Jean-Claude can comfort, he can tell her a few things, and we don't have to go and spend the entire evening there. And then we need a different song. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It could be Piaf, but it can't be this one. Because <laughs> we're not going to sing trauma. It's almost like there's a switch inside of me that, that I allow the child to feel the pain, but I don't always allow the adult to feel pleasure. So what you want is to help each other stay. Stay with these other parts of you that are... They're there. They just don't, they have not been given much permission. So don't make a long speech. Just basically say, I'm having unwanted guests. Mm -hmm. Or something very short that just cues, help me stay. Help me be in the present. Go put some lipstick. If you start to, to wander away and I, I feel you, I can call you back. I would like that. And you can call me out. You can call me out of out of the Scott. out of the forest. So when the wires get crossed, you'd simply tell him speak to me in French. Speak to me in This was an adult version of imaginary play. The therapy itself is a new experience, closer to the one that the people want to have. It mirrors it. Of course, it's not a one session only. I know they can go home and lose it, which is why I said, you know, you're going to slip. It's how you teach people to stay in the story. Another story, because they're in the story. They're just in a stuck story of their life about to divorce. This couple doesn't need to divorce at all, at all. This is a couple that has everything in them to claim this part of them. They deserve it. They're entitled to it. Esther Perel is the author of Mating in Captivity, Unlocking Erotic Intelligence, and her new book, The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity. Both are available on Audible. For more episodes of Where Should We Begin, go to audible.com slash Esther. And if you're interested in being a part of the series or to sign up for Esther's newsletter, go to estherperel.com. Where Should We Begin is an Audible original production. Produced by Olivia Natt and Eva Walchover. Produced and sound designed by Paul Schneider. Recorded by Noriko Akabe. 
Our executive producers are Esther Perel and me, Jesse Baker. Eric Newsom is our big boss, and we couldn't do this without Lindsay Rutowski and June Cohen. This is Audible. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. 